You're listening to The Big Show on the official home of your Calgary Flames, Sportsnet 960 The Fan. Wait a minute. This isn't this Canadian isn't icon is this? Tom Cochran. What's this, CVP? What have you done? I think this is the better version. Is oh. Is that controversial? Yes. Yes, that's a controversial statement. I don't the know. Rascal Flats version of Life is Text a Highway line. is better than the Canadian legend. Tom Cochran or Rascal Flats, Life is a Highway. <laughs> I feel like I'm going to get a lot of heat for this. Yeah. <laughs> this feels like a miss. Yeah. Swing and a miss. Still a banger. Uh, nuts. From the movie Still Cars. Ba- yeah, in the movie Cars. Also yeah. a banger. But, yeah, it's, it's like, um, <laughs> um, like Bonnie Tyler's uh, "I Need a Hero," yeah. And then if you listen to the version from Shrek, it's it's not Bonnie yeah. Tyler. It's like a it's a cover version, yeah. but it's it's like it's it's still good, yeah. But it's not. It's like Nine Bonnie Inch Tyler's. Nails and Johnny Cash is hurt. Sure, that's another good one. Where I mean, like, like Trent Reznor said, I don't really own this song anymore because Johnny Cash killed it so much. But yeah, I'll still take the Nine Inch Nails version. Yeah, but I'll also be like, hey, you know what? Johnny Cash is all right. <laughs> if I want to, want to, if I want to really hurt, I'll listen to Johnny Cash. Yeah, when you want to hurt, when I want to hurt, it's yeah. Johnny Cash. But if I just want to listen to hurt, it's not yeah. his nails. Fair enough. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, one text coming in. Uh, GVP fired. Although they oh. spelt fired wrong. So fired. Fired. You're fired. Fired, <laughs> bud. Uh, Rascal Flats is hot garbage coming in hot. Yeah. All right. Well done. Uh, Lesson learned, I guess. Yeah, yeah. You, GVP's a country guy. You know? Yeah, yeah. Day. That's fine. It's fine to be a country guy, but it's also fine to, you know, play the hits. Tom play Cochran makes me change the station every time. Okay. Okay. There you go. There you go. We got a. Uh, we got. We got a love for one, Rascal Flatts. I wonder if he. Well, he, he didn't say that. What about Red Rider? He did not say that he was oh, he very excited about Rascal Flatts. He just said Tom Cochran makes him change the station. Every time. And also, Rascal Flats is not country, apparently. What? I don't know. I don't want to get into it. It seems like semantics to me, but whatever. In what? I mean, yeah, it's not great country. But like, <laughs> but like, still. Yeah. GVP, who are you most excited for at the Stampede this year? I don't know who's at Stampede. Oh, okay. I saw Ice Cube's closing down Cowboys, though. Yeah. <laughs> Ice, Co- Ice Cube and Steve Aoki. Unbelievable. Country Thunder is a good lineup, though. Who's okay. on that one? Uh, Keith Urban's coming to town. John Party, I believe. Saw Keith Urban at uh, the last Great Cup here in Calgary. I know oh, John Party. Yeah. I don't know John Party. I know Adam Party. Adam Party, Newfoundland. Party time. <laughs> Had that beer poured on him that one time when he when the glass in Winnipeg. broke. <laughs> yeah, in Winnipeg. Or Chicago. Yeah. The guy grabbed his helmet. When he was playing on Winnipeg, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. Man, when was the last time you saw the glass fall out and guys just like tumbled in and and started a bit of a rut? Like that, that might have been the that last time happen anymore. At least not in the NHL. Mm. Weird. <laughs> Anyways, uh, text line question we're asking you right now, and get your texts in uh, as quick as you can because we got Brody in the other room working furiously with Texty McTexterson to uh, get these texts in uh, because we're giving away a four pack of passes to Speargrass Golf Course. Golf season is upon us here in Calgary. Courses are starting to open. That includes Speargrass. They are open as of today. So make sure you go and check them out just south of the city. The text line question at 960-960. Or you can call the voicemail line. And if you can make us laugh, it's that much better. But the question is, who would be the most surprising flame who's cleaning out their locker for the last time and why? So obviously you're thinking about guys who you'd like to see stay. Of course. But maybe... Are not going to end up staying. Yeah. For various reasons. 
they could be traded. Yep. They could. Well, that's pretty much then, it. Uh, but there's just reasons why yeah, they don't want to be here. There's reasons why yeah. they would be traded. Either yeah. it's we got to move you because of money, or you just don't want to be here anymore. Uh, everybody will be cleaning out their locker. Who would be the most surprising flame to clean out their locker the, for the very last time later on? today uh oh man this one just coming in at the top of the list there alex you're gonna have to grab that one but uh give us another one that you got right now uh what do we got from texty jamie and airdrie hey fellas it's going to be shocking when the flames trade back on this off season this team needs a shake-up and what better way to do that than move your longest tenured player shine that locker up nice backs you're out of here <laughs> I don't think that they actually like clean. You got to clean like in high locker. school. You got to clean. You got to clean this. Yeah, thing. you, you millionaire. You have to scrub down this locker after you've moved all your stuff out. I don't know if that's exactly how it goes, but I, I assume it's something. I I imagine it was more of like, what stuff do I need when I never come back here for the summer? Like, do I like do I have like some maybe. Uh, physical equipment, like some, maybe some bands or maybe like a yeah. brace or something some so I can work out yeah. in the off-season in my gear, but I don't know. I leave my flames stuff here Yeah, take this. I don't want it. Yeah. <laughs> but listen, uh, Backlund has come up a couple times yep. here, and that would certainly be surprising. Because when he's everybody's leading candidate to wear the C on this team. After this season. After this scene. Hell yeah. Again, depending on a, on a contract extension, I would I preface there. What does yeah. a contract extension look like for Michael Back? Yeah, that's a cool. That's a <laughs> that's a pickle. Uh, <laughs> this is a guy. This, yeah, who's thirty four years old, getting selkie votes. He's been getting selkie votes for what, like the last five six years. He just turned thirty four. He's got the one more year in his deal, so that extension will kick in when he's thirty five. I could see a one, two, three. I think you go deal, three maybe? years. A three year deal two, with Backs. Uh, the cap it probably get does it get lower? He's coming off a career year. He's got he's getting paid five point three five on the cap hit. Does he come in lower? Does he come in the same? Does he come up a little bit higher? Three times six. Yeah. 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 Again, but here's the thing: you cannot do that right and now. Well, the, you can. Yes, you can because then that extension wouldn't come in until twenty twenty four. Yeah, you'd have to create some. You'd have more to do space. some more moving around, yeah. some more jumping around, some more juggling, and that yeah. type of thing, and go from there. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Interesting. All right, another text. Christian in Creekside. The most surprising flames to clean out his locker for the last time would have to be Nazim Katriina. After all, to do that would mean he would have to show up and put in some effort. Okay, that Christian's not happy today. Yeah, I, th- I think Christian's yeah. not a big fan of Nazim Kadri. Yeah, like I, we cannot. <laughs> we nobody is happy with what the seasons of, of Kadri and Huberto here. We know we know what's going on there. Yeah, they, they, they whether they don't like the coach or not. It's a big thing. It was a big. Culture shift, not so much for Kadri because he was a free agent. Yeah, you know, and he took his time. Yeah, and whatnot. Uh huh. Little, a little bit. I feel a little bit more fair towards Huberto, but I mean, that was a historic drop off from 115 points, most points by a left wing, down to 55, like a 60 point drop off, the most ever in NHL history. Yeah. But I see nobody's nobody's got Huberto on here. 
And that makes sense because that's like a nearly that, impossible deal to yeah, move you, now. Who's but taking on ten and a half? Nobody. Nobody. A guy who's it. not even a point per game player. Yeah. Nobody's uh, like nobody's doing the thing. That. The, and the, the other thing here with Donson Cadre and Jonathan Huberto has something similar, but Cadre is a full no move for the next four years. Yeah. Full no move clause. He's got full control. If he's getting dealt, he's gets to say mm-hmm. what's the deal. So. Um, that would be interesting. It turns into a modified no trade for the final three years of that deal. He's about to start a year two of a seven-year contract. He'll be 33 when the deal starts. Um, listen, there's a lot of people that have soured on him, but he's another guy that I think, you know, early on in the season, yep. there were things that you saw that you said there's yeah, he's it was a good probably, player. I think it was up until maybe the all-star break. Like yeah, the, like that's it fair. Kinda, it kind of went. It kind of went from opposite directions for both kind of Huberto and Rodgers yeah. from there. Like they kinda, it wasn't like a big trend up for Huberto after the All Star break, but you, you kind of started seeing some some more from Huberto's game. But yeah, it's 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 it is it's tough with these contracts and the seasons they had, and I get it, man, I get it. But these two are gonna be here for a while. All right, give me another one. Mark in Country Hills. Mark Strom packs his S for the last time in Calgary. Traded for magic beans and couple head of cattle. <laughs> Sutter raves about the trade. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, that would be surprising to me. I would be surprised if this, I would be surprised if this was a team that said, we're going forward with Dustin Wolf and Dan Vladar. I just yeah, think that, they're putting that, a lot on Dustin Wolf's plate. That's a team that's probably not wanting to contend at all next year. Yeah. And frankly, if that's. Careful how I say this, but if that's the way you want to go, like, why don't you just keep Markstrom around? Wouldn't you rather have Markstrom with Dustin Wolf rather than Dan? That's what I. That's in case it gets sticky, and you're like, do we still want to trot Dan or Dustin Wolf out there to just get shelled in front of a bad team? Like all this being said, there would be a lot of changes, stuff like that. But Mm -hmm. I don't know the goalie one. I feel like they're they they got to do something, but what? I have no idea. Yeah, Ladar just signed his new extension. hasn't even kicked in yet. Yeah, and then like that's like, oh, we're trading a guy that hasn't like, and then like I don't think like, yeah, yeah, I, the goalie situation is such a tough, tough All right, one. Give me another one. Mike in Signal Hill. The most surprising flames not to lace up the skates would be Mikhail Backlund, as I believe he should sign a long-term contract and finish his career as a flame. All right, none he of should th- also finish uh-huh. as the captain. Okay, yeah. We're getting that a lot. None of these are funny. None of you have won the prize. I want you to keep sending them in. And as we go along in the uh, the rest of the morning, we're going to keep looking for some. And uh, Alex is going to get the ones that are funny, and, and we'll play those, and, and we'll get to those. And when someone's going to win a four-pack, four-speargrass golf course, uh, four passes. You can go out there, golf whenever you want. Their course is open as of today, so that's awesome as well. But we're going to do a whole bunch more texts as the morning goes on as well. Uh, you are listening to the big show. We got lots of guests coming up. Derek Wills, Jason Bukula, Kevin Smith, Mike Board, Tommy Wielden Jr., you name it. We're gonna cover a lot in the next hour and a half. Buckle up. Sports at 960 the fan. Hey, it's Haley Salvian from The Athletic. For a look at the latest on your Calgary Flames and NHL news, go click and subscribe to the Hockey Central 960 podcast. While you're there, please rate and review the show. Welcome back to the program. It is the big show with Russick and Rose. No George Russick. My name is Matt Rose. He's Patty Dumas. Thanks for uh, taking some time. The Calgary Flames will clean out their lockers today. We'll be all over it. Keep it locked on Sportsnet 960 all day long. 
Well, right now we're talking a little bit more about the uh, the Flames, the NHL in general, the upcoming draft with our pal Jason Buclo, who joins us down the Atlas Pizza and Sports Bar guest hotline using the same secret recipe since 1975. Dining at 6060 Memorial Drive Northeast. Takeout or delivery at 403-248-3344. Good morning, Jay. How are you, man? Good, buddy. How are you doing today? Oh, it's another beautiful day in paradise. We're just going over, uh, I guess, the end of it all. And... That's where we got to start. This Flames team, there's going to be some changes personnel-wise. We were talking about it earlier on in the program. This is a team that's already up against the salary cap next year when the extensions for Huberto and Uyghur are, are coming up here. So I guess the question is, what do you think is happening in the Flames front office right now as we get ready for locker cleanout and all these questions around Brad Living kind of surround the team? Yeah, tough one. I've been in this type of scenario before you know with uh, um, a little bit of an unknown what's going on in, in upper management and coaching and, and all those types of scenarios so it's a tough day I, it's going to be interesting to see who handles the exit meetings with the uh, with the players uh, all things being equal as I know it right now I mean I guess both the coach and the general manager will be uh, you know handling the exits and then uh um, and then things will progress from there. Now, some teams have it just with the general manager and, and the coach isn't in there. So that could be something that they do in Calgary as well. I'm not privy to it. So, mm-hmm. um, but it's, it's going to be an interesting day. Uh, I, I think that some of these players are going to want to um, uh, air some of their concerns, if you will, uh, over how the uh, season played out. Um, and then uh, conversely, I think that also management's going to be asking, you know, them some pretty uh, pointed questions as well. So, um, you know, I, I've broken I've broken down this entire roster. You know, all, without I know there's going to be some salary cap uh, um, scenarios that have to play out. But really, on the surface, um, this this is a tough day. This has been a tough season, to, to say the very least. And um, but they're not far off. Like I, I don't think that this is a situation that we have to. As soon as the emotions kind of subside, you have to take a, a big picture look at things, and I, I think a reset is very possible. Can you just tell us a little bit more about exit meetings and, and maybe what you would be looking for to learn from the players in in that type of situation, especially in a season like this where maybe expectations were high and they didn't get met? Well, the first thing is going to be accountability. Um, clearly, it, you know, you have to be able to, um, and it, this doesn't go for everybody, but certainly some of these players uh, didn't uh, reach their potential. Um, and uh, some of them are veteran players. So the, the simple question is why, and uh, what are you going to do to change it going forward? Um, and what can we do to help you out uh, as an organization to make it better going forward as well? You know, let's have a, let's have an open and honest conversation, but um, red flags can appear in, in, in exit meetings when, when players don't take the type of accountability required. Uh, and they've had a few days now to reflect on their season. Actually, they've had a lot of time to reflect on their season since they've been under the gun yeah. for so many weeks. Um, I'm sure they've been reflecting, you know, how did I get here? Why are we here? You know, what could I have done better? So um, this is a gut check kind of day for the, for the group. Um, they have to be brutally honest with themselves. And I'm not talking fluff. Like, I've been in rooms where you can see through a person. Um, yeah. You know, you can feel it. And uh, and if, if anybody is coming across that way and those flags are 
are getting waived today, um, then you have to uh, exit the meeting as a manager and say to yourself, okay, um, that's not going to work. Let's let's uh, let's make up a list of uh, what we need to do with these players who clearly don't get it. Jay, do we think the uh, the current like the the core going forward with this? I'm talking like Huberto, Kadri, the guys that you know will be here for a while. Do you think they can still coexist with Daryl Sutter as coach right now? I'm going to take the lead on this with my Sportsnet colleagues who have, uh, you know, strapped on the gear Um, from the outside looking in, you know, in my role in the past, it's always been, you know, it's difficult unless you're in the room. So I'm going to take the lead on like the Jamal Myers and, and, you know, the Stewies and and the guys that I, that I work with and and they clearly believe that 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 a change is required that, um, and it's not disrespecting the coach. It's no. just that uh, a different voice is required, and, and clearly the relationship isn't working. So um, if I was taking the lead on my leadership group at Sportsnet, the guys have been there, I'm <laughs> I'm agreeing with them. Um, clearly there was a disconnect, and, uh, and I think we're all uh, we're all aware of that, and, uh, and that's a fair statement. One of the big questions with the debut of Dustin Wolf in the regular season finale and, and listening – Won an AHL goalie of the year last year. We believe he's in conversation for the Hart Trophy in the AHL this year as well. But they've got Dan Vladar signed to an extension earlier in the season. Jacob Markstrom's got a couple more years on his deal. I'm of the mind that I never really want to trade away from goaltending when it's a position of strength because I think when that position lacks, it's just so hard to get back. But how would you look at this goaltending situation for the Flames as they enter the offseason and next year? And and really, where's the best place for Dustin Wolf to play next season, I think, is the biggest question above all. Dustin Wolf is NHL ready. So and whatever experience he, uh, he gains, further experience he gains here in the next several weeks with the Wranglers, and they have obviously a chance to go on a significant run and even win a championship. So um, he's NHL ready. Um, it's a good story. It's not a bad one. I'm with you. You can never have enough goaltending. I get it. Um, but at the same token, um, you know, sooner or later, the kid's going to say to himself, and he's, he's self-motivated. He's been an underdog his, his entire life, but, you know, at every level he's played, uh, Dustin. Um, so he's self-motivated, but he's also going to look at himself in the mirror one morning and say, like, what else do I have to do to earn a job in this organization at the NHL level? And that can take away from your motivation. And I'm going I'm to throw something else at you guys. Mm-hmm. When you maximize your ability at the American League level, okay, when you maximize your ability, you perform above standard uh, compared to your peer group, and other people in the league are getting opportunities to play in the NHL, and you're not for whatever reason it is, that has a trickle-down effect to other opportunities for your organization. Let's say you want to sign a free agent college player down the road. You want to sign a free agent European goalie down the road. And they see that when you're ready, you're not really getting the chance. There's a trickle down effect. So it's delicate. I think he's ready. I think it's a good news story. I think you, you, you come towards the draft here in the off season. You listen on the other two goaltenders and you make yeah. a decision. I'd lean Vladar. I think Marky has to come back. I'd lean yeah. Vladar. Who's a great team guy. But Wolf's ready. Uh, Michael Backlund, Jay, is a sticking point for a lot of Flames fans here. He's a, he's a guy that just uh, having a career, had a career year this year, 56 points, and really the only outlier among the last five was the, the Canadian division year, and that was a tough year for everybody. What is a next contract for a Michael Backlund, you think, 
look for. Like a lot of people think, you know, this is the future captain of this team, but going into the final year of his contract, they're probably not going to put a C on a guy. And this all depends if he still wants to be here, of course. But what is a future contract you think for a guy who's going to be what? He's 35 right now or and uh, or not 35 right now. He's uh, 34 right now. He'll be 35 uh, next season. But what does a new a contract down the line look for a Michael Backlund? That's a tough one because I really thought that he had a good year, ended up like plus 24, um, you know, obviously spiked offensively. I can't, I can't in good conscience provide him a raise based on the um, structure of our group and our requirements going forward. We have some money coming off the books. Uh, we have some money coming on the books. Um, yeah. I don't, I don't believe that um, I don't believe that his contract if it's a if it's a term deal, call it three years. I don't think that that number can start with five going forward. And I know he was five three five this year, but it's going to have to be in the fours. And um, that's a tough one. But reality at his age and the group and um, and you know the comfort level too. I don't want to say a hometown hometown discount, but to a degree, unfortunately, that's where we're at. So the the number is going to start with a four. His group's going to start with a six. And yeah. uh, and we're going to have to meet in the middle somewhere. Jay, how did you look at the world championships and sending players or having your players go join, whether for Calgary it would be probably Team Canada, Team USA, Team Sweden, or in Nikita Zadorov's case, Team Russia, but going to the world championships as a group that's not going to the postseason. How did you look at that when you were working in the league? Two different ways. Um, with a veteran player, it was... Um, Interesting to see that they were still motivated to extend their season and they wanted to play for something, their country, obviously, being, uh, you know, first and foremost. But on the other side, um, like when we had Mike Matheson in Florida, um, he was on the come see on the back end with us and he uh, went to the Worlds for, for Team Canada and he won defenseman of the tournament as a, young, as a young developing player in the NHL, but he went over there and the experience served him very well. So, um, a couple of things, though, uh, it, it solidified our opinion that he was an elite skater. We already knew that, but uh, he went over there and played on the big ice, and it was just, you know, he was tracking up and down the ice ridiculously. But um, there's two different ways to look at it. It's real good for some young guys. Get in the heat of battle, get a different voice, get some different opinions, get some different leadership from other veteran players around the world. If you're a veteran guy, it's nice to see that they're still motivated and they want to push until uh, the end of the year. I want to ask you uh, for a little bit of story time, perhaps. Uh, I want to take you back to the 2019 NHL draft. Actually, I, I don't even know where it was. It's slipping my mind right now. But Vancouver. The Vancouver draft. Jack Hughes going first overall. Capo Caco goes second overall. Kirby Doc goes third overall to Chicago. At this time, you're still working for the Florida Panthers, and you held the 13th overall selection. Bowen Byram goes fourth overall. Alex Turcotte goes fifth. And then here comes Steve Eiserman, and he picks Moritz Sider sixth overall. What happens at your draft table when Moritz Sider gets selected sixth overall? Okay, so this is a great story. A true story. So if you guys remember, Steve uh, took a year sabbatical, if you will. He took a year off in between before he got the Detroit job, and um, he left Tampa Bay and went back home. And he was supposed to be um, just, you know, regrouping, if you will. So I'm tracking through Europe. I'm in uh, Stockholm one night, and I'm at this game at Jurgarden, and I'm grabbing a coffee and uh, one of their uh, homemade pastries. I don't need the pastry, but I had it anyways. Good and, for you. Um, 
Yeah, of course. And then uh, I see this guy sitting beside me, or he's standing beside me at baseball. It's Steve Eiserman. He's over there. And when I was over at that time, um, he ended up being on the same tour as me, and he was tracking cider, um, not that night, but through other games. Like, he was <laughs> at these games. And lo and behold, when the draft uh, comes up, uh, you know, they end up uh, they end up drafting uh, the player. And um, there's a guy in this draft class, I'm going to tell you right now, the Rhinebacker kid playing in Cloten in Switzerland, yeah. big right shot defenseman, um, I have heard on the tour that some teams have him in their top five. And I'm not shocked at that, but at the same time, I'm a little bit uh, wary of him being that high. This guy is going to be the um, disruptor, potential disruptor in the first round with Mitchkoff. Uh, don't be surprised if you see David Reinbacher come off the board, six foot two, hmm. 195, right shot the, uh, in the top seven in the draft. And that would similar be be similar to Moritz Sider because going into that draft, like, did you guys see Sider as a top ten player in the twenty nineteen draft? We did. Yeah. yeah, we had him. I believe we finished with uh, we had him as like eighth. Now, mm-hmm. uh, you know, there's there's a huge history there, and I don't want to bore you to death, but like we <laughs> tracked him at the Group Two World Championships at the under eighteen level as an underage. Then we tracked him at the Group Two World Juniors playing for Germany before they got promoted to group one. Um, and I remember being in Germany, it was us, Washington, Detroit, uh, another team, so, you know, escaping, oh, Montreal. Um, there's like four teams that were at that, at that tournament uh, tracking them at the group two level. So, yeah, no, we were on them uh, for, for quite a few years. We loved the player and we had them. I, I slotted, I'm pretty positive it was number eight on our list. I think the reason that I'm kind of getting at this here is because the Calgary Flames do have a 0.5% chance of winning the lottery and moving up to pick five or six. And I wonder if the top of the order is going to be upset by that point, because I really do look at it. And a lot of the draft analysts that I think a lot of us kind of look to would be Bedard, Fantilli, Mitchkov, Carlson. And then a lot of them, you see Will Smith in there as well. So it's just an interesting kind of look at the top five and how things could be upset. But this Rhinebacker, it's an interesting little wrinkle here. And I thought it would be cool to remember 2019 there too. So I don't know. I'm intrigued to see if a team in kind of the teens wins the lottery and what they decide to do at that point. And because it wouldn't be a Connor Bedard pick, right? You could only go up to two to five. And I wonder if that makes Michkov a little bit more of an interesting pick for some of those teams. Michkov's going to go to a team that has multiple picks in the first round, i.e. the Montreal Canadiens, mm-hmm. or a team like the Washington Capitals. He won't get past Washington. He deserves to be in the top um, four picks in the draft based on skill. There's no question. Um, it's just, you know, if I'm a general manager in the league, I better be really confident in my own skin because this kid's not going to arrive for several years. And if you take a look at what's going on with certain, you know, you know Pittsburgh, I'm hearing, and I think you guys are too, there could be change in Pittsburgh. Well, yeah. imagine if Ron Hexall drafted that kid last year. He's never going to see him arrive in Pittsburgh if yeah. you get my drift. So um, there's going to be some disruptors. Um, you know, Rosie, you and I kind of had some conversations, uh, you know, off the cuff here the last couple of days. And one thing I would say with Calgary is uh, let's imagine they don't move up in the draft and they are where they are. Yeah. Um, I would seriously, be, when I look at this list and the depth of this, I would seriously shop that pick, trade back, pick up another later round first, 
and then get another second um, because they don't have a third. And anything that they can get in the top uh, 64 in this draft, added mm-hmm. picks, uh, would be real good value for the Flames. Hey, and we've seen the Flames move down before. You go back to the Connor Zary draft just a couple of years back, and that's exactly what they did. And I think they're quite happy with the player they were able to select a little bit later on in that particular draft. A um, couple more here for you, Jay. Uh, actually, just one more. Uh, tell us about what you saw from Shane Wright, because I was texting you last week, and uh, this, I, I believe frustrating maybe would be the the result of what you saw as he returned to the OHL. There was a big hubbub about which team he would get traded to. He ends up going to Windsor. They finish top in their conference and they get swept in the opening round. Tell us about what you saw from Shane Wright in the playoffs. Well, I've been a big supporter of Shane Wright in, in terms of, I just didn't feel like it was fair how his season progressed, if you will, especially at his age. Like, just so much to handle, right? Yep. Um, but having said all that, Windsor invested a lot in the player to come there and be, you know, lead them deep into the playoffs. He was minus five over a four-game stretch and a sweep by the Kitchener Rangers. It's the first time in the OHL history that the eight seed is swept the number one seed. I attended uh, two games in the series in person and uh, without being, uh, without coming off like a complete uh, jerk on your, on your call here towards a young player. um, He was not even close to being the type of player he needs to be. And he needs a complete reset here in the off season. It wasn't even close to good enough. Logan Cooley still first overall in your mind in that draft. Absolutely. My boy, Logan Cooley. Let's keep, let's keep circling back to that. Cause uh, I took a little bit of criticism when I had him one and then I, you know, I go on the panel and I announce him as one on my list, but um, let's, let's circle back to him. Cause uh, wow. What a player. You think he should sign? No, okay. I think he should go back for one more year. That, but let me qualify it. He's mm-hmm. ready to sign. Yeah. He's ready to sign. Um, the only reason I say that is because I'd like to see Arizona kind of plane out their plan, sure. get a whole bunch of ducks in order, arena included. Yeah, let him go win a Hobie Baker and, and see what happens the year after. Uh, Jason, always a pleasure, man. Uh, take care. We'll chat real soon, okay? Have a great weekend, guys. Thanks. There you go. Jason Bukla, Sportsnet analyst, uh, former uh, scout in the NHL, was the uh, – Director of Amateur Scouting yeah. for the Florida Panthers for uh, the better part of a decade. So um, always love getting his information. And we were just kind of texting back and forth. And, and he said, like, this Rhinebacker guy yeah. or even Zach Benson in Winnipeg, they could be guys that maybe shake up the order similar to what we saw from Moritz Sider and the Detroit Red Wings back in 2019. And, hey, we all know how that turned out for Detroit. Yeah. <laughs> if the Flames, like, I, I agree with Jason and and in the fact that you trade back uh, if somebody wants to move out. St. Louis has got two late first-rounders likely. Uh, maybe get a second out of them as well. But uh, if Calgary does stay at where they are, if that's picking around 14, 15, around there, mm-hmm. I think they they got to go defense. It just feels like defense is the one position in the organization. that ah. It's Poirier, and then it's maybe Kuznetsov. Sol- and then- Solovyov had a really yeah. good second half of the year. He was a top-pair defenseman the last time I, I went to watch the Wranglers. Yeah. He's another one of those Russian defensemen, yeah. big, rangy, kind of a shutdown guy that you don't hear a lot about because they don't mm-hmm. score a lot. They don't put up a lot of yeah. points but they've been pretty solid. And I think it's a big reason why Dustin Wolf has played the way he was. Mm-hmm. Like, don't get, I don't want to take anything no. away from Dustin no. Wolf. 
But the They've group in front of them, they, they do a good job. Mitch Wolf sets it all up, and, and those guys have come ready to learn. And I think Poirier's been kind of right in that case as well as a guy yep. that we've heard has really improved his defensive game. And I would even agree, like, going to see them kind of recently. Really excited for what they're going to do yep. in the playoffs. But mentioned it earlier, we're asking you on the text line today. We're giving away they're a four-pass to the Speargrass Golf Course. Speargrass is open today. we got the Speargrass Golf Show coming up in about an hour's time, a little bit less than an hour but uh, we're asking you on the text line today, 960-960, fire it in, or give us a call, 403-4070-BET, who would be the most surprising flame who is cleaning out their locker for the last time and why? Everybody's cleaning out their locker. Who would be the most surprising flame cleaning it out for the very last time? We got time for a couple more here. Uh, we'll give it away a little bit later on in the day, but let's see what Alex Brody has come up with. Let's see if there's a couple here that can make you smile. Jeff in Auburn Bay, there's only room for one canine in the locker room. Wolf is in, Harvey is out. It was a heck of a run. <laughs> was a heck of a run. I mean, Harvey was named the most hated mascot in the NHL. By by what metric? I'll I'll find by it. By what? I don't metric? know. By by like annoyance, by like just garbage. Doing their job maybe? You know, that's what he's supposed to do. I'm pretty sure Harvey came in at like 32nd. No, no way he's 32nd when Hunter the Lynx continues to exist. Yeah, that thing's, There's that no thing's weird. It's got way. hands. It's got weird hands. <laughs> uh, the Wranglers have their new mascot, Blasty. Yeah, he's dope. But I, I, think, I think Harvey can stay. But, you know, fair point there. <laughs> Only room for one dog in this house. Let's get another oh. text in. <laughs> Kevin in downtown. Matthew Coronado goes back to Harvard because he can't find a place to paw his car in Calgary. <laughs> Did you guys get the... To what? To pa, his, park his car. To oh, pa, his Boston to, accent. To park his car. His texting's bad. His texting is bad. Because parking's bad in Calgary. Is yeah. that what the joke is? Coronado. I'm going to write Boston accent and parking. <laughs> All right. That's not... It's creative. <laughs> I don't know if it's going to win. Can we hear Texty try and do his Boston accent again? Coronado goes back to Harvard because he can't find a place to paw his car in Calgary. Paw his car. He cannot paw his car. <laughs> That's pretty good. Uh, we'll get to some more of these as we continue throughout the afternoon uh, or throughout the morning. Uh, we'll give it away, I don't know, 9 o'clock? Yeah, we're here. Just after, after yeah. 9 o'clock yeah, before Mike Bordy. Bord? How yeah. about that? Yeah. Sounds, like a, sounds like a great plan. Hey, I uh, did want to ask you this, Patrick. Yes, sir. Have you ever imagined winning $64 million? All the dang time. You do? Yeah. Well, this Saturday, the gold ball jackpot from our friends at Lotto 649 is $64 million. Holy or crap. the guaranteed $1 million prize. It's been over seven years since Lotto 649 has been this big. Imagine the possibilities of $64 million. Is it retirement or a new career as a Formula One driver? Is it fixing up your yard? Maybe hiring a staff gardener to maintain your island? What would you be dreaming of? What are you dreaming of if you could win this humongous $64 million jackpot from Lotto Max? I mean, just setting up everything. Yeah, you got to think. Like, your retirement's taken care of. You probably don't have to work another day in your life if you don't want to. If you don't want to. If you don't want to. But you could do... But well, I, don't the, give, I don't care about that. I, I, I don't give a crap I'm, about your quality. Of, like, give me the fun stuff. Okay. Give me the good stuff. I mean... Are you hey, getting a car? Or oh, are you traveling? Oh, God. Uh, the moon? Huh, yeah, I could easily get a spot on one of them uh, SpaceX's to the moon. For sure. Uh, yeah, I could uh, Yeah, I could become a Formula One driver. I don't know how good I would be, but it would try. <laughs> 
Yeah, like you don't have to win. You could be the Joel Damon of Formula it's One. Like, I'm just here because actually having a very be. good first round, but that's irrelevant. <laughs> hey, if the jackpot isn't won on Saturday, it's going to be the largest Lotto 649 jackpot ever. Tickets for this Saturday's Lotto 649 draw are available until 8.30 p.m. Late. on the evening of the draw at all Lotto Spot locations, subscription spot, and the Lotto Spot app. Imagine the possibilities. Lotto 649 must be of legal age. Know your limit. Play within it. Please play responsibly. Around the corner. Final hour of, well, it's the third hour. It's not the final hour. The third hour is coming up. Derek Wills is going to join us. We get the Speargrass Golf Show with Kevin Smith. And on top of that, we also got Cavalry's head coach and manager, Tommy Wheeldon Jr., stopping by. It's all coming up. Sports at 960 The Fan.